how to destroy the black youth of the nation, starting in New York. He said in a meeting 20 miles outside of New York City, the great decision was made. So you didn't have to guess about it, and I, those who heard him uh, know that I'm quoting him almost verbatim, because uh, he was there. And the decision was to concentrate the distribution of drugs on the black youth of the nation, starting in New York. Starting in New York. Beginning in the elementary school. And that to punish, even on the pain of death, any of the distributors who invaded the white community of predominantly white schools. But New York and other large cities were to be divided up into districts. The district commander, black, was to be given any kind of car he wanted, Mercedes, Rose Royce, anything, because this would be a part of the sales pitch. The black just love buying cars, and he'd drive around to his community in his fine car, and some of his key assistants, and he'd be identified, he'd be known, and that sort of stuff. And so I thought the stewards, I thought going to the into it. But thus it began, and the spread over the country, and we fell for it. Now, I wanted one, one thing. You were just listening to the immortal words of Dr. Chancellor Williams, who is an immortal scholar as it pertained to the history of dark, melanin-rich people on this planet. As we know, today marks 24 years since we have lost Dr. Chancellor Williams. Dr. Chancellor Williams joined the realm of the ancestors on December 7, 1992. For those of you that might not be familiar with Dr. Chancellor Williams, Dr. Williams was the author and scholar and great researcher who authored in 1974 the work, The Destruction of Black Civilization. The Destruction of Black Civilization is the work that he was just referencing as he was speaking and commenting on the youth of his time and on the youth of today in the comments that I just played, one of the rare only audios that we have on Dr. Chancellor Williams. But the destruction of, the destruction of black civilization is not some far out archaic antiquated, isolated incident, the destruction of black civilization is still ongoing. When Michael Slager is declared in a mistrial after murdering Walter Scott in front of the world, the destruction of black civilization is still ongoing. When there's still no justice for Trayvon Martin and Mike Brown, and there's no justice for Tamir Rice, there's no justice for Keith Lamont Scott, there is no justice for Ramarley Graham or Amaju Diallo or Oscar Grant. We know that the destruction of black civilization is still ongoing. When many black schools that once stood as stalwarts in the black community are being either closed down or are being gentrified because of the gentrification that's going on in the area altogether, we understand that the destruction of black civilization is still ongoing. So in, in order to understand the pathology of why our people respond to the system and respond to one another the way in which we do today, 
We must first understand what happened to us in 1492, as I I reference many times, probably too many times on this broadcast. But these are the thoughts that I wanted to share with you tonight in the opening opening monologue portion of the No One Talk broadcast. Very pleased to have you all listening in tonight. I'm your host, D. The call-in number, if you'd like to call in tonight and give a comment or ask a question, is 347-989-0180. Once again, the call-in number is 347-989-0180. Also, I'm getting a lot of people that are hitting me up, especially a lot of my family on Facebook is hitting me up. Wonder how they can best get in touch with the show and how they can better connect with the show or some that might be interested in being a guest on the show. If you have a business that you'd like to highlight or a new hustle that you want to break before the public, you can email us at our Gmail at notalk1 at gmail.com. That's no K-N-O-W, talk and the number one at gmail.com. And so and so in the subject header just put show so I'll know exactly exactly what you're talking about it. If you send us a pitch, we'll definitely let you know if it's tight. (laughs) If it's not tight, we'll definitely give you the tips to go ahead and tighten it up. But very excited to be talking to everybody tonight on the No One Talk broadcast. As many many of you saw, we put up the brand-new Facebook page for No One Talk as well. So thank you all for just supporting the page and supporting many of the archive podcasts that we already have on the Facebook page. If you would like to connect there and like the page as well to be able to follow some of the content that we're going to be putting on that page on a daily basis, you can like the page at No One Talk. And that's no, once again, K-N-O-W, the number one and talk. Just getting into a couple of pieces of content tonight before we have our very special guest that will be on about 8.30. He's going to be calling in to the broadcast tonight to be able to market some of his ongoing projects and upcoming ventures. I wanted to talk just a bit about independence and becoming an architect of your own independence. Oftentimes what has happened in black scholarly circles and black economic empowerment circles is the talk of independence has begun to outweigh the actual actions that it takes to become independent. So there's an entire community now that is based in nostalgia instead of action, that is based in being facetious historically than the actual facts that we need to get up and do exactly for ourselves. So I'm very rare, and I often cause debates when I make this comment. If you were following my Facebook page on Monday, you know I I was able to cause quite a stir with the comment and with the status that I put up, simply urging those of us that call ourselves conscious, those that call ourselves cognizant of exactly what the problems are in our community to be more pragmatic-minded and to be more civic-focused and how we're attacking the issues in our community. And, 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 so one, and so in provision 10 that I outlined in the status, which drew the ire of many of the commenters that began to comment right in my comment section under that status was that we have to learn to look beyond outdated black economic theories that we especially know don't work. For example, in, in, in black scholarly circles, we are still following this dead end of black economic theories that did not work in the Reagan era and certainly would not work now. So, so a basic example of the theory that I'm talking about is we're waiting on many dependent variables to happen in order for the entire economic theory to become an economic fact. So, so say, for example, we say first we get the money, then, then we unite the people. Once we unite the people, then we can buy the politicians. 
then we can buy the court systems, then we can buy the good, then we can buy the media and, and et cetera and et cetera. Then we can then we can start investing in the school system even heavier. So that's good ideally and it's good theoretically, but once again, theoretically it's going to remain a theory because once again we, we live in a world that's technologically competitive and technologically comparable. We we, we live in a world right now that is facing ever globalization that you can basically perform transactions abroad, whereas you couldn't 20 years ago. Now, you, now, you, now abroad is right at your doorstep at the click of your cursor. So in, in understanding that we don't have to go that far and that wide for black empowerment that is right in our own backyard, that if you, if you simply purchase a domain for $7.99 and you basically click a cursor, you have then the power to be able to empower our people. I, I'm thinking what is happening is this, is that psychologically we are enabling ourselves to remain stagnant because what we're doing is we're sitting around and having meetings about talking about economic theories instead of actually enacting them. I, I was at a meeting last night where I was discussing this very topic and I was talking about some of the do's and don'ts of marketing your brand. And, and so I basically gave them three points. I talked to them about, number one, you have to be bold. Number two, you have to be brilliant in marketing your business. But then number three, you have to be beneficial. And I left them with the parable of the greatest CEOs are six-year-olds, that a, a six-year-old is unashamed in what they do, what they ask for, and how they produce whatever it is that they want to put out publicly. Try getting your try getting a 36-year-old or a 46-year-old to function the same way, and you will get an entirely different result. So, so we have, we have to understand that we we can think very elementary in many of our hustles that we're putting together. For shout out to all my hustlers that have called in that are on the line right now. I see you. Feel free to give a comment if you would like to. If you're vibing with what I'm saying, but. We can be very creative and very simple at the same time in our, in, in our hustles. We can be very simplistic with many of our hustles. We don't have to go too far and too wide. Sometimes we just have to be resourceful among ourselves and look around us and see, okay, what, what are we not utilizing effectively that we could possibly utilize to empower ourselves? One such example of this historically, and the brother's birthday was just on Monday, was the architect of rock and roll himself, Little Richard. Now, mind you, brothers like Lead Belly, Little Richard, Otis, just to give you a bit of history, Otis Blackwell, Little Richard, Lead Belly, Fat Domino, Chuck Berry, Ike Turner, these brothers had no basis of comparison for the music that they were making at the time, the music that would later become rock and roll, that now they try to credit Elvis for, and now they try to credit the Beatles for. So these brothers had no basis of comparison. They simply took a risk with a new sound of music. So as you're hustling and as you're getting your hustlepreneur on, as I like to say with, with, with my circle, as you're getting that on, you have to be unafraid to take risks. You, you, you have to be unafraid to make changes for what you want to do. And sometimes not seeking to join a specific industry, but you've got to work to change an industry or build an entire industry around what it is that you created. This is how the personal computer revolution was created. This is how, for example, we know that two black men were responsible for the invention of the, of the modern car. It was Wiley Jackson and C.R. Patterson in 1883 with, with his company, C.R. Patterson's and Sons. Now, mind you, the, the, the first two brothers that invented and built a car had no basis of comparison prior. And so this is the genius of the ancestors that we must access I don't think that many people have read the work, The Rebirth of African Civilization, which was the follow-up work to Dr. Chancellor Williams, The Destruction of Black Civilization. 
Many of us don't realize that Dr. Chancellor Williams, just like Dr. George G.M. James before him, he could be considered a worthy successor to Dr. George G.M. James who stole a legacy. But what Dr. Chancellor Williams did, he tired and toiled endlessly to produce this work, The Destruction of Black Civilization. But then he gave a great follow-up work in years later called The Rebirth of African Civilization, outlining several key provisions and solutions and some definite itinerary items that should be handled if we are to get to the business of nationhood and if we are to get our business in order, so to speak. So I'm saying to all of my people, it's time to boss up especially in the post-Obama era and the Trump America, which is happening in just about another 25 to 34 days at best here. So we, we have to boss up and do exactly what we have to do when we have to do it because this incoming administration, as I've said on previous podcasts, is going to ensure that you receive nothing, nor should you look for anything because I find nothing more pathetic than than another than a grown man sitting around whining about what another grown man won't give him. And so we have to get out of that mode. We have to get out of that being enabled to whine about something mode. But 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 we, but we have to begin to boss up with ourselves and do exactly what we have to do. Because think about this, black man. You you have nothing to lose. Society has already said you've lost everything, anyways. So what you need to do is just work to gain it all back. People often ask me, what, what, dissenters will come up to me in public sometimes and just ask me in a public square, in a forum, or at a family gathering. People often ask me, well, what, what, what is wrong with black men? What is their problem? What do they need to do? And I say, there's absolutely nothing wrong with black men, but there's everything wrong with the system that tried to criminalize, exploit, and degrade them over a 380-year period. And just the fact that black men have survived this degradation, this exploitation, for a 380-year period and are still standing victorious today, brothers should be patting themselves on the back every single day, but also not only patting themselves on the back, but realizing that we have much more work that we have to do that. Being that these challenges and hurdles that we have had to endure have not destroyed us, we need to go out and build and do exactly for ourselves. Oscar Machow is another, just like little Richard. Oscar Machow did not wait on an industry to invite him in. Oscar Chow committed what I like to call a B&E. He, he broke and entered and did exactly what he had to do. Oscar Machow was born on January 2nd, 1884 in Chicago. And Machow first started as an author, and he started his own book publishing company, but then he later blossomed it into films. This black man ended up putting out 45 films between 1919 to 1948, completely independent of the Hollywood system. He was competing directly with Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer at the time. He was, comp- he was competing directly with most of the leading and major studios at the time, which were not allowing black actors to have any work. But this lone brother who was hiring all black cast <laughs> literally was fundraising his own money and putting his own capital up to make all 45 of these movies happen. Two of my favorites that Oscar Machow put up, that, that Oscar Machow produced and directed were The Homesteader, which came out in 1919, which was basically based on his novel. But also he had another great film in 1920 called Within Our Gates, which was a direct response to 1915's birth, D.W. Griffith's Birth of a Nation at the time. So Oscar Machow showed that the man that knows is inferior to the man that does. You can have all the information. You can have all the facts. 
you, you, you can quote him it all day, but if you can't put it into practice and make something practical and tangible that you can see and benefit from, it means you absolutely nothing. So you, you, so you, you have to be able to put these matters into practice. It means nothing to have all the world's information if you do nothing to get information. At this time, we're going to take another brief break, and right as we come back from the break, we're going to have our very special guest who's on who's going to definitely chop up some game with all my listeners. So please stay tuned. We will be right back on the No One Talk broadcast.
Welcome back to the No One Talk broadcast. Thank you all. I, that, that song was very popularly requested. Somebody asked me to play that on the break, so I went ahead and played it, and that's EWF, Earth, Wind, and Fire with Devotion. So usually y'all know I don't introduce tracks on this broadcast, but I figured I'd just go ahead and do that for my I see or my Facebook listener who did request for that song. I played Isaac Hayes a couple of weeks ago, and she asked me, she was like, well, what are you going to do about Earth, Wind, and Fire? So I was like, yeah, but for you, I'll go ahead and play some Earth, Wind, and Fire on this broadcast. want to just remind everybody that the call-in number for the No One Talk broadcast for tonight is 347-989-0180. Once again, that number is 347-989-0180. Want to just take time to plug the plug right before we begin our interview for tonight. Just want to plug Moves, our online magazine, which is tearing the online universe up. If you definitely want to get your copy of Moves, visit us at www.innovateforward.com. That's with the eight and the four in the middle. Innovateforward.com/slash your next move. If you would like to just go ahead and pick up your copy directly from the website. If you have any questions for me, post a broadcast that you would just like to ask regarding either the broadcast or picking up a copy of Moves or our daily website, you can email me at dheflin, that's D-H-E-F-L-I-N, at Innovate Forward. That's with the eight and the four in the middle, dot com. So just wanted to cover all those bases. We have some brand-new articles as well. I'm telling, I've been telling you all for about two weeks that the content is sharp. So this, this, content, is, this, this content is very this content is very crisp. So, especially on our on our daily website, we we've seen in the news that there's been some information about the Gullahs, about our Gullah brothers and sisters that are still fighting for their land and still fighting to rescue their land ownership. We have a history of the Gullahs that we've uploaded to our website to www.pyramiddreams.com, and it's right under our article section. It's the first article that you will see. You'll see an artifact and two old photos of two brothers and sisters from the 1930s that were descendants from the original Gullahs off St. Catherine's Island in 1526. So definitely check that out. Once again, that's on our daily website on www.pyramiddreams.com. All right, with no further ado, wanted to get to wanted to go ahead and get to our interview portion for tonight. So I wanted to just go ahead and introduce this very special guest who is calling in. He's been a he's been a screenwriter within the Central Florida community for quite a while. Oh, that's true. Come in, body shit. 
And so I just want to give them an opportunity to introduce himself and to talk just a bit about his brand, as well as some of the upcoming and past and present projects that he has ongoing. Ryan, are you there? I'm here, Devin. Can you hear me? Yes, indeed, man. Welcome to the No One Talk broadcast. Thank you so much for coming, for being on with us tonight. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Ryan, just tell us just a bit about some of the projects that you're currently involved in. Some of the projects I'm currently involved in. Well, I'm currently writing my second script. Um, it's called Light Work. Um, it's a drama about um, a, a former baseball player who becomes dispirited after a personal ordeal. And during that time, he's um, not on the field. He's <clears throat> taking this time to really find himself. Like, it's a story about self-discovery. <clears throat> sure. Sure, and, and, and oftentimes what, what we see with screenwriters, when, when we talk with different screenwriters and when they describe their creative process, there are some screenwriters that put many autobiographical portions into their screenplay, or, or they put their lives, as they say, into the story. How would you say how much of your life actually parallels some of the characters that you write about? Um, a good portion of my life. Um, I would say a good um, 25% of it is my life, and the other percent is usually creativity or some factual information that we may have gotten elsewhere, but it all just contributes to my writing and my scripts and my characters. But um, the characters that I write about are just portions of myself as like who I am and who I want to be and just who I avoid trying not to be. <laughs> So if that makes any sense. Yeah, sure. Many of the many screenplays as well, and I have a couple of screenwriters actually on the line as well that have called in just from my Facebook audience and what have you. So I I definitely told them that you'd be on tonight, and so if they have Mm -hmm. questions for you, they can definitely chime in. I once again want to give out the call-in number for anybody that would like to ask a question. Call-in number is 347-989. Zero one eight zero, but 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 I definitely wanted to ask you though as well, what's usually your your drawing inspiration for creating your plots within your screenplays? Um, drawing inspiration, um, usually just so, something that happened in my life, or like usually what ifs or. Just mainly real-life stuff, like things that may have happened in my life. Um, For example, um, I used to play baseball when I was younger, so I just kind of contributed that to my writing. Sure. As far as like, okay, so what if I continue playing baseball? Um, Maybe this is what my life would turn out to be. And then I just kind of elaborated it. Yeah, and what was it that influenced you to, to want to become a screenwriter? Um, what influenced me? Um, I've been writing for as long as I can remember, mainly because I was always shy and quiet in class or 
and even outside of the class. So all I did was write. That was the only way I felt comfortable just expressing myself, and um, it just stuck with me through adulthood. Wow. Definitely, for for those that are just tuning in as well, I'm seeing some other calls on the line. We we are very pleased to have on the No One Talk broadcast with us tonight. We are very pleased to have acclaimed screenwriter Ryan Cox who's on with us tonight. Just just insert a little caveat as well into our interview. Ryan has also contributed many great articles for PyramidDreams.com. He has a section entitled Perspectives from the Pages. So, again, if you would like to check out some of his additional writings, you can visit www.pyramiddreams.com, and he has his own section called Perspectives from the Pages. I think you're about in your 14th volume now of that series, <laughs> if, if, if my memory is correct on that one. <laughs> 14th volume. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So I didn't realize I've been that many. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've been writing for us for a while. <laughs> I, I had to say the other day myself, like, oh my goodness, like, wow, he's got a lot of content here, you know. And 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 just for our listeners as well, Ryan drops a lot of game as well. That if you're looking to get into the screenwriting game, if you're looking to get into independent film production, or just looking to get into making your own film or your own stories a reality, he's got a lot of game in terms of just talking about the process of screenwriting, also talking about, you know, different challenges that come with writing a screenplay and how to properly format your screenplay. So like I said, definitely check out his information. It's, at, it's under his section, Perspectives from the Pages, and it's on our daily website, www.pyramiddreams.com. Sure, back, back to our interview, I just wanted to ask also, what's the greatest business advice you've ever received? Greatest business advice I've ever received. Um, it would have to be never forget where you came from. Um, I learned that um, back in 2011 when I was um, actually a supervisor at UPS, um, one of my training supervisors told me that. Um, she said, never forget where you came from. And I always just kept that in mind no matter what I did because <clears> – <throat> Like people will always, like the people you work that work for you will always benefit you somehow. They'll always help your company grow, and sometimes they may know a little bit more than you. I learned a lot from my employees when I was working at UPS, and it was just great advice to have. Okay, definitely, absolutely. We're going to take a quick, we're going to take a quick, 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 and when I mean quick, I say very quick break, but we will be right back on the No One Talk broadcast here with our interview with Ryan Cox, acclaimed screenwriter. So bear with us for just a moment. We will be right back. Thank <laughs> you. 
that directly challenged the Hollywood system. With that being said, how do you think the the Internet and technology and the advent of social media has changed the game of screenwriting and filmmaking? Well, it definitely made it easier to <clears throat> to market, for one. Like, it's easy to access um, – it's easy to gain access to screenwriters and directors because everybody's doing something on the internet now, whether it's um little contest. For example, um you have the cast of Insecure um putting out a contest for people to put make a thirty second video and just show some editing chops and just explain why that would be a good addition to their cast and it's real easy to it's real easy to get the attention of um people in the industry already because of the internet. As yeah. far as trying to branch out goes. Also, what what are some current ways and current items that you're utilizing to better market your brand as well? Current items. Well, entering screenwriting contests for one, and for two, just um, going to going to certain um, social media pages that have to do with um, filmmaking, and visiting a few local colleges as well, because a lot of them have stuff going on. They're in need of screenwriters, editors. They're always in need of somebody. So just keeping a keen eye out for. Those small groups was um, also beneficial. Sure. Also, just just taking it just a bit local as well, um, what are some of the ways you've seen not only screenwriting but also business evolve in the Central Florida community? Well, I've noticed a lot in um, the Central Florida community. a lot of restaurants that you would see, like usually see out of town, like Zaxby's and Red Robins and Dave and Buster's, um, we're starting to get a lot of that here in Orlando that we've seen in other in other states. Like, um, it seems I believe that um, business owners are trying to create a sense of home for people who are from outside the state because you know we get a lot of tourists and foreigners here, so. They try to create something familiar for them. So I've noticed that a lot in um central Florida in the central Florida area. And and for and for our list for our listeners that want to definitely get in touch with you and connect with you, what's the best contact information for you that they would like to use to connect? Well, to contact me on my email, personal email, um, rye underscore Christopher 88 at AOL.com or on my Facebook page. Okay, great. And just take us through the process for, because I, I know just in the announcement of, you know, waiting for this show as I was promoting it via Facebook, I've had many people, you know, just ask me and just come up to me and ask me, you know, about the internal process of screenwriting, formatting a screenplay, how to best get your work out there, what types of associations to join, et cetera. And so I told them I, was, I had to basically ward them off and beat them off with a stick 
and basically tell them, hey, wait to call in on Wednesday night. You're asking me great questions. Call in on Wednesday night. Um, but I, I, I would definitely ask, just take us through the process, a two-part process of basically creating a screenplay, being that you are a screenwriter, creating a screenplay, but also through what associations does a screenwriter need to be affiliated with in order to get great publicity within the industry? Well, if you want to get your screenplay out there, um, visiting film festivals would be the best way to do it. Um, locally, um, you'll see a lot of people out there in need of a screenwriter, or you could just shop. So you could just shop your script, uh, shop your script around, and just see who's willing to work with you. And like I mentioned earlier, um, screenwriting contest, um, putting your screenplay out there, and and college campuses just going out there and trying to trying to show just trying to um, put your work out there. How, how would you like to see the business of filmmaking change? Hmm. Well, so far it looked like everything's going well in the film industry, so can't really think of anything that really needs to change at this point. Like everybody's just, everybody's being innovative nowadays and trying to help others get in, like easier than, easier than they've come, easier than they've come in. Just, just a hypothetical question as well. If there was yes. one existing character that already exists in pop culture that you would like to base a screenplay around, that you would like to work with, what would what character would that be? Ah, that's a good question. <laughs> Had to throw your curveball, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Character hmm. that I would like to base a screenplay off of. Wow. A lot of great characters, but. The one that I would like to, that I would want to base a screenplay off of. Hmm. That's a really good question. <laughs> well, what about a possible maybe historical figure that, that you would like to base a screenplay around? Historical figure. Hmm. Sure. I know one day I would like to do a piece on Black Cowboys, for sure. Wow, okay. Yeah, that, that's that's a very untold story, <laughs> indeed. Yes. Yes, especially when you get into the Kiowara creatures and what have you. That, that's definitely a much-needed and much-needed-to-be-told much story. Exactly. What, what what are some of the challenges of screenwriting? We, we've heard about many of the strengths and many of the triumphs and ease that comes with being a screenwriter, but what are what are some of the principal challenges that one faces in working as a screenwriter? Um, working as a screenwriter, um, just trying to just trying to piece your story together and trying to make. Trying not to leave any plot holes in. Because a lot of times you'll just write and write, and then writer's block will set in. 
And then once you get to the point where you continue writing, you just realize, oh, wow, totally left something out. Or or you just forget one part of the Or you just leave out certain parts of the story that would be beneficial to the finishing product. So just... So it's really a painstaking um, task, but but just taking your time and just re rereading it and just writing it, even if it's just one line or two, just making sure that the screenplay is perfect for um, for it to be um, shopped around. And and for those that might be aspiring to become a screenwriter or would like to start maybe even typing that first page tomorrow or finish at least 10 pages by the weekend, if you will, if it accommodates your schedule, what advice would you give to those that want to enter the realm of screenwriting? Uh, just write every single day, even if it's just a one-liner. And... Just enter as many contests as you can. Like they'll definitely, and they'll definitely teach you a lot about your craft and how to hone it, and you'll definitely become better afterwards. Okay, definitely, definitely, Ryan. Thank, thank you so much for being part of the No One Talk broadcast, and j- just for our listeners that once again would like to get in touch with you, just. Shout out, what's your best contact information once again? Uh, my email, rye underscore Christopher, 88 at AOL.com. You can reach me on Facebook at Ryan Cox. And that's All right, definitely. Definitely, and thank you so much again for speaking with us. And, you know, definitely, we will ha- definitely have you on the broadcast once again and, and definitely keep us updated in terms of, how the project is coming along and how the screenplay is coming along. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. And, and, and thank you all as our listeners for tuning in once again to another great edition of the No One Talk of the No One Talk broadcast. Once again, I'm your host, D. If you would like to connect with me, you can just hit me on Facebook at Devin Heflin, that's D-E-V-I-N-H-E-F-L-I-N, it kind of rhymes. You can also visit our daily website at www.pyramidrelease.com. Also, if you would like to email the show directly, if you would like to become a guest on the No One Talk broadcast, we have our brand-new email. Our Gmail that is up. You can email us at notalk1 at gmail.com. Once again, that's no, K-N-O-W, talk, and the number one at gmail.com. And in the subject header, just put show, and I know, and we'll know exactly what you're talking about. I have one of my team contact you to go ahead and schedule and book you for an interview. For next week's show, we're, we're going to be talking with Arnetta Lane, who has a brand new who has a brand new product that she would like to get out definitely to the community. And also she's going to talk just a bit about her campaign as well to raise awareness for cancer as well. So she's going to be talking about that just a bit. So she'll be calling in next week at 8.30 p.m. So we invite you to tune in once again next week to the No One Talk broadcast. If you would like to call in as a guest, you can call us in at 347-989-0180. Until next time, later on, family.